Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. So please tell us about yourself, okay. Beth, and welcome. Right. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was born in Sacramento, California. Get out of here. Yes. Okay. Yeah, in uh, 1966, and my father was a Vietnam vet. Mm. My mom was a 18, 19-year-old, and I know more about um, my parents' past now. Mm-hmm. This has kind of been putting things together for me, okay. like, uh, lately. Mm-hmm. I never really thought much about my childhood affecting my recovery today, but I'm accepting it and working with it. <laughs> so, You're just recognizing I, there's some connection. I am, yeah. I am. And, um, so uh, I saw my dad a couple years ago. He lives in Idaho now, mm-hmm. and he just one night told me his story until <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. So I heard some things about his past. Uh, he, well, he's from West Virginia, mm-hmm. so my um, grandma was a um, very young mother, like 14, 15, and uh, I got pregnant by some older man, and my dad never knew his father or anything like that, mm-hmm. so she... It was, it was sad, but uh, so she figured out how to get a job in um, what was the new shopping malls at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so worked in retail and just uh, took all the money that she had to um, buy some clothes and interviewed for a job in New York City. But yeah, so anyway, so she got uh, her two kids out of West Virginia, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how was West Virginia back then? Like, you know, I... Because we hear stories about it, right? I know, and I, I've always been really ashamed of that, to even mm. tell people like that. But, um, you know, like, like, you know, bare feet, like, <laughs> you know, bare shoes, like, yes. that's how it was for my dad. I just heard something really shaming. It, um, I did that brain study um, mm. through family wellness, okay. and one of the, I think it was a social worker, said that, they learned like one thing about incest and you know it was like one percent of the population and um, they mostly were the population. I know and those yeah. were mountains of West and Virginia. That, yes, yes. Yeah. So that oh. but unfortunately that was my grandma's uh, story too. How does that persist as being like the main thing for America? I, I have no idea. I can't <laughs> imagine that being 
only part of West Virginia. No, no, <laughs> like, no. And it's... even that part, don't get me wrong, even that part, like wearing bare feet and, <laughs> and being connected to the earth, there's nothing wrong with that. I know, but that's so true. Yeah, like. Actually, you're right. <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't think there's any shame in it, right? The reason I, I mentioned yeah. stories about the Appalachians is because there's a yeah. lot of stories from, is it Kentucky too, up to West Virginia? Cause oh, probably. I can't yes, remember probably. which which states the Appalachians cross. I, yeah. But I there's know. just a lot of like folklore from from the, yeah. that area, right? Yeah. No, yeah. It's very good country. And yeah, I, I never thought of it as a shameful thing. It's just, but mm. I could see why if people are teasing yeah. others, like, and yeah. It, yeah, and when you're kids, you probably got it a lot. You're right. So my dad had a you know really hillbilly accent too, mm -hmm. and he had to work on you know getting rid of that because mm -hmm. he lived in like, Princeton, New Jersey was one place. Um, but, you know, it was, well, I guess my grandma always had, um, you know, difficult boyfriends or mm. things like that. And she was a, uh, a very bad alcoholic. And, but I, I think she was actually a lesbian and she had mm. a love affair with a, a woman that I think that, that, you know, everyone like, you know, always shamed her for mm. and stuff. So that was quite sad, but I know that she was really in love. Those were hard years to be gay, I know, though. Hard I know, years to be gay, I know. to I know. be it anything different. my heart. Yeah. So I guess they had a chance to move to Texas or California, mm -hmm. and they chose San Diego, California. And this, the story gets, I don't know what happened, but I know, you know, she was kind of a beautiful woman and mm -hmm. um, drank a lot, and I think, you know, didn't quite know how to handle her money. and. So something happened. She ended up in jail, and mm -hmm. I don't know. No one ever tells me, and I don't really ask. It's um, so my dad was like 15, 14, 15, and he had a younger brother mm -hmm. who um, like got into trouble. So they were somehow, you know, not with their mom. Mm -hmm. So uh, my dad, I think, lived with friends, and he tried to stay in school, and I think he did stay in high school. And his brother got pretty lost, but. Um, anyways, he ended up joining the Air Force, and that's, so he was one of the first people that went over to Vietnam before mm -hmm. they were even saying that they were fighting. So he was one of the advisors and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he, the pictures that he's ever showed me, like, he never has a uniform on because mm -hmm. it was, like, so hush-hush. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, the way he started his story, like, that's what gave me the courage to kind of start to talk about my life was, He's like, you know, I just did things in Vietnam that I would definitely go to prison for today. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's always, sort, you know, I always sort of knew that he had killed people. Like, mm -hmm. so that... Um, they, so butchered, that they butchered our boys over there. Oh, right? gosh. Like, I mean, the gover our governments did. They just butchered them. You know, he, he always felt like he was one of the lucky ones yeah. when he went back. Like, that's what... There was an Air Force hospital, I guess, in Sacramento. That's how mm -hmm. he got there. And... Big Air Force base there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, but he, I guess there was some kind of like pointy, I don't know, things in feces, like people were just mm -hmm. infections. But, um, I mean, he was injured, like shot and shrapnel and stuff. But um, so my, he met my mom from one of his nurses, I guess, fixed him up. Mm -hmm. So to my mom, I, it's, it's, terrible to say this but like my dad was like you know 
she's kind of like trailer trash, and I never thought that. Because you know, a lot of people lived in trailers in California. Yeah. It wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. But. Especially during the during the uh, 20th century, because that was a huge boom for California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, huge. so her, her another one, I guess. Right. So her. They, they lived, my grandparents, her, mama, my mom's parents had a one-bedroom trailer mm -hmm. in Sacramento, and they had, you know, three girls, and that's where they lived. And, and, and a one-bedroom trailer. A one-bed, I mean, and, well, there was my, I guess, I guess you'd call it, yeah, they had a bedroom, and it was like a closet, mm -hmm. <laughs> the size of a closet, I swear. That's, and they <coughs> lived in that house, or that trailer, like, is, you know, until they, until they both died, so... Mm. Um, but my, so my mom was, um, you know, like the way it came out in therapy, like years later, my family was mm -hmm. like, my dad felt she trapped him kind of, and, or kind of, she did. I can't, I should own that. She did. It's unfortunate, but that's, um, uh, got herself pregnant mm -hmm. and my dad had already left Sacramento and we went back down to San Diego to try to figure out, you know, how to not be homeless and stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, so he, she told him, and, and he, I, I just decided to man up and, <laughs> and raise me. And I, mm -hmm. I've always been very grateful. I mean, I had a, you know, difficult life, but yeah, you know, I was, I just always knew that my dad loved me, mm -hmm. and um, I was glad I came out looking like him because it was almost like <laughs> assurance. Yeah. You know, because. Oh, that's an interesting point. I know it was yeah. true, and I, but it kind of harmed my. What happened with my mom, mm -hmm. like her trauma behind her was that, um, and this didn't come out until her uh, father had died, and actually, actually my, after my grandma was, but my grandma had got, he was in World War II, mm -hmm. and my grandma had gotten pregnant when he was away at World War II. I mean, I mm -hmm. think they really, it was amazing he survived, and so, um, but they never told her. Mm -hmm. So I think when I came out looking so much like my dad, it, my mom never looked like her family like mm. and it you know you just never kind of put it together so I think that's been kind of sad for her but anyway so I but it's interesting yeah. you say that hey because mm -hmm. like the biology of that is so real it is right it, yeah no I I you know I, I think it bothered my mom but yeah I I was lucky yeah I was really lucky and so uh my mom had another baby not too far I have a sister we're about uh 14 months apart mm -hmm. right now so that okay. was a bit crazy like like I said I just did that brain study so I talked about how you know that serve and return mm -hmm. and um so I I imagine my mom wasn't really that present for me because mm -hmm. she had a baby right away and I mean that was that was a hardship for them my dad worked at a gas station and mm -hmm. <laughs> my mom um wasn't really that employable uh but uh I was always told that I walked at nine months, so wow. I was quite, quite... Uh, you had to grow up pretty fast, I apparently. did, I think. Yeah, get your running <laughs> shoes crawled. on. And... I never crawled, yeah. <laughs> I, that's yeah. so true. That was just, that was how it was. Um, you so never crawled, you just kind of stood up? I did, I was really, I know, my mom <laughs> That's fantastic. That. Yeah, I know. So we had, so it was uh, Becky, Becky and Debbie, and um, I... I guess that from there I don't really have any many like childhood memories mm. like I there was my, my parents were very violent and you mm. know there was you know like I just there was always lots of drinking of course <laughs> um, 
I think that's why I'm here, like just to tell my kind of uh, where I've gotten to yeah. with my recovery. And um, for me, like drinking was very normal. Mm. Like there was always beer. I actually never even thought you got drunk off of beer when I was little. I yeah. think I'm in crazy, but I'm not. No, I don't. Not that insane. <laughs> I don't think it's insane because you, you, you associated beer with what you saw, right? And whiskey probably with what you saw. Well, there was, yeah, like, beer was better. Anything mm -hmm. hard, I was like, that was fearful. But yeah. drinking, beer was kind of the normal. Mm -hmm. um, I guess one of the first things I ever said was get daddy beer when I was at the store. <laughs> My mom, <laughs> I know, like, in the, you know, cart. Yeah. But, um, but That's that, a true child of an alcoholic, though. Oh, gosh, right? yeah. Or a potential alcoholic. I won't make judgments. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 it's true. It's true. But, uh yeah, so that was that was that. Mm -hmm. So that was living in Sacramento, and my dad eventually um, applied for a job with Pacific Bell. Mm -hmm. So he was like a switcher or something kind of technical, yeah. and he worked a lot of nights. And um, I think he did well. Like, he, but so then he was. So we were always having to move because he would get uh, other jobs. So then we moved to another place in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. uh, this is probably one of my favorite houses. It was on the Sacramento River, and um, I think I was about the summer of fourth and fifth grade. Okay. And I remember that time because I actually really did have a what I consider a spiritual awakening. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really remember God talking to me because yeah. I'd already had um, like a sexual trauma. Mm. Um, before we left that house, and it was with my grandma, and um, you know, I don't know what happened, but mm -hmm. I think I think she tried to, you know, confront mm -hmm. me, and when I was little, and I remember my mom just freaking out, kicking her out of the house. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, my parents still sent us to my grandma's house every summer mm -hmm. as a kid. Like we we'd spend um, a couple months in San Diego, which was which I kind of liked because my mom was I, I probably, I, I don't like she was, you know, there was domestic violence. So she was often, she was actually very depressed mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So um, just the things like laundry and, you know, were just a, yeah. a big barrier for her. So my grandma was kind of always on top of things. Dinner was yeah. at a regular time, and I, I liked that routine. The discipline of it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I did like uh, doing that, mm -hmm. you know, or probably being away, just being away from my parents. So anyway, so that, I, I just knew God talked to me, and I really do feel like he was almost saving me from that pain mm -hmm. or something. So I was very always grateful for that. Not that it, you know, changed my life, but I just... I just, it always gave me that touchstone or that mm -hmm. touch point to know that he, that th there was something there for me mm -hmm. to rely on. Because, yeah. you know, the, the, like my mom, you know, like I did actually when I started kindergarten, mm -hmm. like I always had headaches when I was a kid. And I never have headaches as an adult, but I was always having headaches. And when I got to kindergarten, I was like struggling with reading. Mm -hmm. And like they thought maybe I had dyslexia or something, but that was never the case. I was just living with so much fighting and mm. abuse and drinking. And mm. I, I mean, I know that today. I, 
Yeah. I do not have any troubles with learning. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. like a sieve, I suck yeah. everything up. So I, um, I, but a trauma response is all kinds of responses, right? Exactly. I'm yeah. positive that's what yeah. was going on. But so I seemed to get through it. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I struggled in school or anything. And um, but one of the first memories I have of like knowing that my mom is just not able to be on top of things mm-hmm. was. Um, I was asked to be the Mayday Queen and I was like in first grade and my mom had to make some kind of cape or something mm-hmm. and, and I remember the kindergarten, or she was a first grade teacher, she was like, do you have your cape yet? Or I'm like, no, no. And she was like make, freaking me out because like, I wasn't like ready for this thing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, it's so true. Like I remember I've never asked my mom for anything ever since then because mm-hmm. she just it was hard for, you know, so she, I ended up having a third sister too, like yeah. in that. So she just kept um, having children and and not being able to manage even, um, you know, herself really. Mm-hmm. She was young, but... Um, it sounds like she was hurting pretty good. She was. Yeah. I just know that. Yeah. Like I... It doesn't like, justify anything, but it just sounds like she's in a lot of pain. Well, she, yeah. you know, they just, I think when she grew up, they, you know, when you're... Yeah, I just think she knew her family couldn't afford her, mm-hmm. and there was, and, and she was, you know, she had two sisters, between, you know, not that my grandfather was like, he's one of the kindest men I ever knew, but mm. um, I think, like, I think that's just what she said. She knew she had to get out of the house as soon as she finished high school and figure out how to, make, you know, feed herself. And, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, so that her. Her plan or whatever it just didn't work out because you know and it which it it doesn't so. yeah um, sometimes our plans just aren't that good <laughs> I know I know <laughs> all right oh gosh so that so that where does that bring me I guess I know I'm like you're getting the chronological I like version it. here you, just, <laughs> okay. you go however you want I'm enjoying this but anyway so that brings us I'm not happy about your suffering but I'm enjoying hearing yeah, you talk yeah I know yeah. well I guess I mean I'm just understanding it today mm-hmm. I. Let me tell you, I ran with blinders. I yeah. am not gonna look back, and and I, I've unfortunately had to <laughs> look back <laughs> and figure it out. And you know, as scary as it was, as much as it sucked, I'm, I'm kind of seeing the, the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It it is important, and I'm, it's helping me be happier today. So that's been good. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why we do it. Yeah. Right? Why we dig no, into that old stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have never, like, I wouldn't have even ever told you, oh, there's such a thing as a repressed memory. I've been mm. like, no way. Like, but I know that there is now. Like, I do. I <laughs> you've, do. You've oh, learned. my gosh. So, oh, gosh. You've probably learned how lots of us had to learn. Yeah. Like, what is that mem? Oh, my God. What is yeah, that memory? I know. Yeah. I had, like, well, the one I, I said about my grandma, I never, mm. I just really came to terms with that like yeah. I did not know that that's what that was mm-hmm. I I don't know yeah it, well, probably confusing. because it seemed normal to her yeah I know right? it's it seemed very loving it's mm-hmm. you know I I'm not here to be you know no, I have figured out but what, uh, what you're saying speaks to why kids don't say anything mm-hmm. right and I think it's important to mention that is because that's right first of all it's someone you love yeah so I did very much actually right? and that's yeah I, and yeah that's and your true. mind's going to want to put her in a better light than what's happening right yeah. so it's going to seem loving it's going to seem caring right, right? Oh, because because as a child you. you're just trying to take what the adult's giving you 
yeah. as a sign of love, right? Yeah. And so, like, as a kid, we don't have any other alternative. No. You know? And so no. it's okay to, like, it's okay to forgive, obviously. Like, at some I point, do. if we can, that's that's okay. I do. I yeah. think that's why when I started, this was to say the backstory of my parents mm -hmm. and my family, because it wasn't, it wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere. You know, they mm -hmm. they suffered too. I know that yeah. they, they my grandma was abused. I know mm -hmm. And again, that doesn't justify her doing it to you. No, I don't. Right? But it's no. okay to understand. Like how we find that compassion for people is understanding. Yeah. Not 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 saying it's okay. We're no. not we're not saying we're not clearing their their guilt board. No. We're just simply saying I understand why because mm -hmm. healthy people don't do that. Right. People who aren't suffering don't do that. No. Right. They don't. Like. I mean, we, we would know because if people who weren't suffering did it, everybody would be doing something terrible, oh. right? If we just let it go and say, yeah, obviously that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, hurt people hurt people. You and I know I that. Know. Yeah. I and, and I'm sorry that it happened yeah. to you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, at least I'm owning it today. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. try to run from it. But, um so I guess then we moved to that uh, house that I loved in Sacramento, and I had my went to a really nice school. Mm -hmm. That's actually where I found choir, um, which became something like an outlet for me to mm -hmm. to feel you know really happy with myself. And then um, I had my first boyfriend mm -hmm. <laughs> in Sacramento, and uh, so that was nice. I was always kind of you know, ditto K in school, I guess, was kind of popular and um, athletic and did that. And so that was fifth and sixth grade. And um, I had to do a solo when I was in, so I think it was fifth or sixth grade. And I, I got so nervous, I totally choked. And But my dad was there. Mm -hmm. um, so I seemed to get through that. And then I was in another kind of play. I had a a duet with what was I call my boyfriend what is sixth grade like 11 years old something like that yeah. but oh, 11 God. or yeah I don't know that's it, awesome yeah he was really cute I, yeah. yeah yeah but uh that's when I realized like my mom couldn't show up like his mm -hmm. parents were right in the front mm -hmm. and I was like where's my mom like I don't think my dad had to work and and I remember my sister telling me later, like, oh, mom was late and we didn't show up. And I was so crushed. But mm -hmm. I don't know. So I guess, like, you know, my mom couldn't be there for me. And, mm -hmm. and she had, never could be, actually. So I seemed to kind of come to terms with that. So then we, my dad got a job in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal because he had to wear a suit. <laughs> he had a suit job. Yeah. So we moved to Vacaville, which was not far from Sacramento. It was even far farther from San Francisco. Was it? But yeah, at the time it was, okay, so this would have been, oh gosh, late 70s, early mm -hmm. 80s. So it was like a 45-minute uh, drive to San Francisco, okay. which is not nothing today yeah. for a commute yeah, today <laughs> in it's California. Yeah. But at the time it seemed like it was, you know, it was yeah. a really difficult commute. But um so that was, so I started seventh grade mm -hmm. in Vacaville, and we had a, a really nice house. I guess my parents actually almost divorced, too, when, uh, before we moved, but mm -hmm. this was going to be another try, and, and they stayed together, and um, so I started seventh grade, and junior high was 
I, I, you know, I don't know, I was always able to make friends and, and did okay in school and um, had seventh and eighth grade, like was in choir, that, mm -hmm. that helped me. And then um, by ninth grade, I um, tried out to be a cheerleader mm -hmm. and I became a cheerleader. Nice. It was. It was fun. It, well, it got lots. Like my dad was like, "Oh, it was a big deal mm -hmm. for some reason." Well, cheerleaders and football. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know this was. Yeah. I went to high school in California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind football of football and cheerleaders. I know it was. So <laughs> my my family's quite proud yeah? of me. Yeah. Awesome. Then, I know. Even though I was like, because that uniform was like at the time was a hundred bucks, and I thought, oh god, how are we gonna afford it? But yeah. you know, they found money for that. So, so that was good. But, um, you know, like, so then my parents. I guess my mom left. That's mm. how that went mm -hmm. in my in grade nine. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was it was hard. Like I, she left us all with my dad at first, mm -hmm. and um, I was okay with that because yeah. I could manage everything. <laughs> I learned to be like I I did just do it. I knew what to do. I could take care of the house. Mm -hmm. I could do everything that needed to be done. And um, so, um, so she left and first, and so I, somehow there was some kind of counselor involved and I think that it was court ordered mm. now, you know, I'm told the story, but things escalated to, a yeah, point yeah, it was high conflict mm. there. So, um, I was okay with that, with the three of us, but, um, my mom came back and got my little sister, Christy, who was about five or six at the time. And I know it's, it's awful, but the story's like, you know, because of the child support, like mm. she needed, my mom didn't have a, a way, had figured out a way to support herself. Mm. So I think, I think that was a big part, reason why I stayed with my dad, because I knew my mom couldn't, mm. afford, you know, afford, but you know, my dad had already, you know, was quite the partier. Um, had a lot of smoked a lot of pot mm -hmm. like that I mean I had already he always had it like a garage something in the garage like on his workbench and mm -hmm. I always thought it was cigarettes but at the time I was in about sixth grade I figured out it was marijuana and um, so I'd already kind of tried it mm -hmm. um, actually the first time I had tried marijuana well first it was with friends at school about seventh grade mm -hmm. now that I think about it but um, my dad smoked pot with me when I was about 13. Hmm. We'd gone to a party in San Francisco and we were on a roof looking at, it was 4th of July, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so that was, that was how that one went down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, marijuana was kind of okay. It wasn't a big deal um, in our house. He mm -hmm. grew it in the backyard. Like, um, it's still not really. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I think for him... I mean, um, sorry, I shouldn't say yeah. that. In my mind, it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, I, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I understand it. I think for him it was what happened to deal with the trauma from mm -hmm. Vietnam and stuff. I think he, you know, got yeah. exposed to it there. And, I mean, he still uses it today. It's, you know, what he mm -hmm. does and, you know, he needs it. Um, but it, it helps a lot of veterans, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but I do, I mean, I, I do have to kind of yeah. put my opinion on the adolescent brain. I don't think it's 
so no, good. of course not. Well, here's the thing. We're, we're talking about marijuana in general. We're not yeah. talking about the fact that your dad sat down with his 13-year-old daughter and smoked a joint. I right? know. Yeah. And that, That's a totally different thing. I know. So he's yeah. a little, you know, he was... Yeah. But again, people who are I know. destroyed inside often do things that seem okay. Oh, I know. Right? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. No, he's, he's had, it, had it rough, yeah. too. So for sure. No. So... Um, so that was grade nine. So we ended up, so my parents ended up separating and working towards divorce. So my dad got another job. So I had actually, so grade nine was difficult for me because I, you know, and I, I had a lot of attention from boys because mm -hmm. I was a cheerleader. And I have I, no idea what that was like for a girl. <laughs> Always being hounded. <laughs> it's so, I know. I mean, I there's, know. I'll be honest with you. There's times I think back about high school and I go, oh God, help me. Thank God there was no phones and cameras, man. I'm so glad, yeah. you know, when I got drunk and did stupid things. That yeah, exactly. It would be. Exactly. No, I know. Aren't we yeah. lucky? Yeah. yeah we're so, so lucky. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky I sobered up before the iPhone hit. <laughs> I <laughs> like, love that. Yeah. That's a good benchmark. I did. I, so <laughs> I sobered up when there were still flip phone Nokias. That's what I had. You could throw it at somebody, kill them. Pick it up and use it afterwards. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that I sobered up before the iPhone. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, me too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> High five. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. All right. Well, anyway. Sorry. So that was, that was difficult. I mm. mean, I think I was a little, you know, traumatized because, like, they were just young boys. Mm -hmm. but, you know, they, anything they would talk to about you. And I, so I was kind of, you know, hurting from mm. that. Like, I didn't. But I think that's just what was going on at home. I was mm -hmm. looking for, you know, I, I was kind of messed up. So my dad got a nut job in Santa Rosa, California. Mm -hmm. So we moved like middle of my ninth grade year. You moved more than a preacher's kid. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. not even done yet. I know. I'm, I know. I was just saying, like, <laughs> I, know. I know already how many times you've moved. I know. Yeah, more than a preacher's kid. Yeah, okay, I know. <laughs> Air Force kid. Yeah, it's, it's true. So, so we moved to Santa Rosa, which was... It was beautiful. It's kind of like mm. wine country, close to the ocean, uh, a lot of marijuana. Yeah. Like, so I got to school and hung out with, um, I guess they call them the burnouts. I don't know. Like the they used to call them that, yeah. They probably still do at school, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, like, I realized I was burnout. Yeah. I, you know, I probably had already, already started drinking and smoking pot mm. and, and, you know, recreationally. But um, so... Yeah, we went there, and it was a kind of a difficult school because they just had a, a teacher strike. Mm. So a lot of kids weren't even really like going to school, and yeah. I, um, so I, I went there for nine and ten, and so when I got to high school, tenth grade, um, that was like where they have smoking, mm. like smoking pits. Smoking pit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was. So I was still kind of like. <laughs> so I started probably smoking pot and going to school every day and um, and then smoke cigarettes in grade 10. But I was still in choir. Mm -hmm. So I always met, I would actually meet nice like boys mm -hmm. and like musicians. And that was probably where I got my first kind of like serious boyfriend. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> in grade 10. Was he a musician? Yeah, he was. He was a drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was. So actually, so when I ended up living with my dad just my dad and I in Santa Rosa. Mm. My, one of my sisters came, 
but she, it, it just seemed like it, she was doing the same things I was doing, but she always got caught. Mm. <laughs> like, I never got in. She had the bad luck. Yeah. yeah. So I think my dad and her had had it out really bad, and mm. she went back to live with my mom, and um, she was, the, like, the middle. So she, Oh, so she was a pain in the she ass. She was kind of messed up. Middle kids are a pain in the I ass. I know, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. really are. I know. We really I, are. Yeah, so I know. I was doing the same. Like, I, I really, I mean, I wasn't any better than her, but I just, yeah. I, I, think I don't I, think it personally, by the way. Like, I'm a middle kid, and we are <laughs> fucked up. Like, we do get... It is, Some yeah. things happen to us. I know, yeah. I know. It's, Not that they don't happen to others. No. It's just that, that position in the family, right? It is Where things, order. Yeah. Yeah. Things get weird. I do, I do. All right, so, so, so it's just, just it's me and my good thing you stopped at one. <laughs> I know, but like, I think what actually happened is she snuck out in the middle of the night and got mm. caught, and I used to do that all the time. Yeah. That guy's his friend, and he'd grab his parents' van, or, or it was like a real van then, mm. and uh, we'd drive to the ocean and back, and it was so, yeah, anyway, so that was sad. But, um, but I, anyways, things weren't good like mm. I mean all the pot like my dad's drinking and smoking cigars and oh he was anyways but then he started having girlfriends like nice girlfriends but very mm. young girlfriends like mm -hmm. um closer to my age and um, that could be awkward yeah it was it like was dad <laughs> dad she's in my class <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but yeah so then I so I don't know what happened with him like you, you know because my, my dad worked nights then mm. like 3 to 11 and so once again I was kind of like just doing my own thing and yeah. and I could I could keep my head above water but uh, so he came home he said there was another job he wanted to take in Fresno California mm. So it was good because he wanted to bring Becky back because she needed a fresh start. Mm -hmm. So um, we all, uh, so Becky and I and my dad moved to Fresno, California. And that was nice because we had a pool. It was mm -hmm. really hot there. Fresno is hot. Yeah, yeah. So we started um high school there becky and i and it was a really good high school mm. it, they were when we were looking at houses they they were in the clovis district so i went to clovis west high school and they were just known for being really good schools in mm -hmm. california so when we got there we both just started doing really good in school like yeah. the way it was set up like i was getting a's and b's and loving school and um like there wasn't drugs or any, mm -hmm. I mean, I said, I mean, there was like, but not as, but not, like not at going, you know, it wasn't yeah. like you got high and went to school. You, yeah. you went to school and then, you know, if mm -hmm. you wanted to get high after school <laughs> and that's what, and I, that seemed to really work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a beautiful school. Like it had pools and tennis courts and diving like platforms. Awesome. Yeah. I know like, like just, gym class in itself was just amazing what we got to do mm. and so that that I'm grateful for that time in my life yeah. um so my dad you know that okay that's a, that's true and then I think he looked at us and he realized that you know because I was pretty much raised by my dad and mm. so he sent me to charm school my sister and I 
Get out of here. Yeah. He sent you to learn how to be a lady? Yeah. Well, you know, Is that what that was? I'm yeah. sorry. Well, that... he was, I think he just thought we were kind of a little rough around the edges. Ah, and, okay. But he would. Ha it was like Saturday mornings, and we hated it. And he'd have to like get us in the car and lock the doors so we wouldn't <laughs> run away. But... But I then, but I liked that. Like mm -hmm. she, this lady was, she was from New York, and I just loved women from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I think I, I always knew I wasn't going to stay in California for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I just there was something about it. I, I mean, because I, I, I mean, I have, I know people, and I have friends that have never left. Mm -hmm. Like me, me too. Yeah. I know, and yeah. I, I just knew that wasn't for me at yeah. a young age. So, but anyway, so I love this lady. Like she taught us how to dress and put things together and makeup and I'm honestly we walked with the books on our heads and everything but <laughs> the whole mind <laughs> but I loved it I, I got really the first it. time I heard that that you it, had that people had like, girls had to learn how to walk with books on their heads I was like that is such bullshit but you hear it enough times you're like I don't think it's bullshit I think we actually know. did that to girls <laughs> I know anyway, yeah. so. seriously behave like a lady would you yes so, so yeah <laughs> what a joke oh gosh <laughs> okay so that was okay then so my dad actually met a woman and he married her mm -hmm. and so he got married when I was in like grade 11 again and, and that was good um, she had a daughter so we had a it was that a three-bedroom house one two yeah that was a three-bedroom house mm -hmm. so I had to give up my room for Sarah and I didn't realize how like that, that bugged me mm -hmm. like so I didn't have my own room at this time in my life. So I, I think I was starting to feel a little put off or whatever, mm -hmm. but um, school was good. Becky was doing good in school. Um, Pam was a nice lady. And, you know, I think we were excited for my dad. So that was his, that's technically his third marriage. Mm -hmm. I think there was a marriage before he went to Vietnam that was annulled. So anyway, so that, that was nice and we were excited. And then my dad got, um, so this is now the breakup of the Bell system. Mm -hmm. So he got another job opportunity in uh, New Jersey. Mm. So that was the U.S. headquarters in Bedminster, New Jersey. So that seemed like it was a big deal. So we all moved. This was mid my senior year. Whoa. I know. That was a bit of a blow. But yeah. um, then again, I... I was excited. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to the East Coast. Like I, I just, just knew that I, I was excited to do that. So mm -hmm. uh, we we moved, and I got to New Jersey. We had a like a it was a big house. It was a beautiful house. Like it was oh, it's so different. Everything was different. Yeah. Like we we went like first thing we had to do is buy coats obviously mm. <laughs> so we bought these like really long coats and and like these high snow boots and yeah and uh, we had to take a bus to school which was a little different and was that the first time for you yeah because yeah, california yeah. everybody drives right? we did i yeah. actually i know like i yeah. had a, a car since i was 16 like yeah. so um like we were so overdressed for the that we didn't know it was yeah. really really funny it was kind of cute but so when I got to that school I was really lucky because I I'd met all my requirements like mm -hmm. I didn't have anything I really had to do so um well that's a good story to say when I got to that school it was um I'd never taken typing because mm -hmm. I'd lost my finger I don't know if you ever noticed I have a half finger I just noticed that as you yeah, said it, but yeah that was an accident at my grandma's house mm. in the summer when I just turned 13 and uh, she was 
she drank. She drank every day. Mm -hmm. Like we would go swim at the neighbor's house and she drank with her. And her husband was in the Navy and he had already left. He was gone for a long time and um, they had just planted this new grass and she really loved it. And she was, my grandma was kind of sickly. Like mm. I, it was liver disease, but yeah. um, she was just, you know, always kind of sick. And, and I thought, oh, I can cut the grass. I can help you with mm. that. And um, so it was too hard for us to start. So we left it on and we would take the grass bag off. Mm. So I was taking the grass bag off. My hand got too close to the shoot. I know yeah. it, was, it was, it wasn't good. Like it, it, my sister witnessed it, mm -hmm. like she saw all the blood and stuff, and it's almost been harder for her. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, I went to the. That's quite an image for thirteen-year-old and then younger. Yeah, whoever yeah, was yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't good. But um, I went to the hospital mm -hmm. and had uh, surgery, and I, yeah, I just like I just, I just got over it. I, like I went on to be a cheerleader. Like I just mm -hmm. <laughs> think stop me yeah like you just from kept that. along yeah yeah um okay but anyway so we're now we're in new jersey mm -hmm. so i finished high school and uh, my stepmom you know because my dad and i were close like mm -hmm. so she didn't really like that like you know we and we still are today i it's just you know certain people you know get along differently and of course yeah so she you know, she didn't like that so anyways she sent my grandma out to come and get me and we got in my car <laughs> day after I finished high school and drove uh, back to San Diego mm -hmm. and uh, so that was that was kind of good like we must have been pretty rough too though yeah it was it, it didn't it you know it was a I, I don't know like I had a 76 Mustang Ghia. like mm -hmm. I, that would not be a would ever drive across the country, but anyway. But back then it was okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it had air conditioning, so. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. But it was like, you know, my grandma smoked, so it was like, you know, the windows up and the air conditioning <laughs> the whole way. You just hotboxing the whole thing. <laughs> but we did, we did go to West Virginia. I saw some mm -hmm. of her family. I had some, I had an aunt that lived in Tennessee. We did that. And she lived in Texas, too. I visited her there in the summer, and. Uh, so we did that. And mm. anyway, so we got to her house. So she was already separated and getting a divorce from her husband, who was um, like about 10 years younger than her. Mm. And they had built a really beautiful house in Ramona and like uh, lots of property. And um, anyways, I think, because what happened is I had gotten some money from a settlement for mm. my finger. Mm -hmm. So I was able to access that when I was 18. So I think it kind of became like she thought I could help out with things around her house. Mm -hmm. It's very, very true, but sad. So, um, yeah, so I was looking forward to starting school. I um, needed to go to, you know, junior college. Mm -hmm. and. Where'd you go to junior I went college? to Grossmont College. Okay. It's kind of like, like right next to San Diego State, like, yeah. you know, where you could, you know, take classes a little less expensive and yeah. transfer really easy and well we had we yeah. had like a, a junior college just just near us oh, okay. Cal State Fullerton I think it was it was oh, some junior really? college there was a couple of them in California like yes. in LA where we were okay yeah so those junior colleges were what I was looking at yeah yeah, yeah. no no yeah. so I, I liked like I got to school yeah 
and like but like she lived in Ramona so that was a it was a drive like mm -hmm. it was like the mountains and stuff so it became a bit much um, so I moved out of her place yeah. and uh, shared I shared a studio apartment with another girl <laughs> That's exactly and the studio did. apartment's got no bedrooms, right? It's like a bachelor, yeah. What do they call like day beds? They were like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I but I was, you know, I, I don't know. 18. That's what kids, that's it, what people do. Yeah. I know, I loved it. So um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Grossmont College. Just kind of like just taking a lot of upgrading stuff, mm -hmm. and um, then I met this girl, uh, Tiffany, who's you know still a friend today, and. Um, she liked to go to the beach, so we did that a lot. Oh, she, I think she liked to smoke pot. That was probably the biggest <laughs> attraction we would do that. But but smart, like, mm -hmm. you know, serious about school. Yeah. Like, we just, you know, did that. But she um, she didn't live far from me, and she had other roommates. But we decided we wanted to live on the beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we ended up getting a place together on the beach. And I think that's probably where I really started drinking. Like, mm -hmm. I would have, like, two-day hangovers there was lots of tequila and uh, things like that. So mm -hmm. I, I think it was affecting me. Yeah. Um, so I had actually caught a parasite probably somewhere in Mexico. Mm -hmm. like, um, so got, was sick and I didn't even know I'd had a parasite, but I was really sick. So I ended up wanting to move back to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't even know how that happened. I think, I just think I was, you know, partying too much and yeah. I and my grandma and I think I'm starting to see you know my grandma for a bit of for who she was and mm. um, yeah I just you know at San Diego wasn't where even though it was like oh it seemed like such a desirable place to be it's one of the most desirable places I on know. the planet yeah I know I know yeah. I was just watching a golf tournament there today yeah. I was like what the heck is it I the farmer insurance open this year <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> I was like you know I love it's it. January and it's like gorgeous yeah. there but anyway yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of figured that out. So it's different. It's not as gorgeous if you have like stuff there that's not good though. Yeah. In the time, like, right? I like, can tell you, like the places, the bars, mm -hmm. the the people. Sometimes, like mm -hmm. it wasn't that great. I wasn't. Yeah. There's an underbelly to California. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's that's what I saw. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. No, I I had some yeah undesirable kind of. People. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I moved back to New Jersey. I don't think my stepmom was that thrilled, but I just got right back into school mm -hmm. and uh, got a job. I worked in retail a lot, and um, so I went to school. I worked and went to school and just started doing really good in school, loving school. Um, lived in my parents' house for a while. And I think my stepmom liked that because she needed help with Sarah, and I always had. She had a, I had a, ha a stepsister. Mm -hmm. um, she had, you know, she worked at a bank and so didn't have time in the afternoon. And I could get Sarah to like cheerleading practice, mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, so that went okay. So I went to, um, oh gosh, what was that school called? I'm try trying to draw on a blank here. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I think I'm like a little. Did you go to Princeton? Like, no. God, I no. just threw it out there because you said Princeton, <laughs> no, New Jersey. No, this was a junior. No, no, that's where I know. When that been, I know. Yeah, I would well, believe where it. Where I went, wanted to go was Rutgers. Oh, okay, um, good school too. Yeah, no, because yeah. I was I was interested in sociology, mm -hmm. and yeah, I started to do really well in those classes, and 
psychology and um, but mostly like liberal arts. I have a humanities social science degree. Mm -hmm. County College of Morris, that's what it's called. Okay. Like I, I must be getting old. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I I did that and then so my dad was getting ready to get his third divorce. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out with Pam. I think he my dad traveled a lot, like he was always going back to California. So he ended up, I think, uh, being unfaithful with one of his younger m girlfriends that mm -hmm. he had. So um, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I actually met probably one of, this is I consider my se most second uh, serious boyfriend uh, in, in school, Lou. And uh, he was kind of straight, like he didn't, I mean, we would just like maybe have a glass of wine and definitely never smoke pot. And uh, he was a paramedic and his dad was a, like a dental surgeon, like a real old Italian mm -hmm. family. And I just thought, oh gosh, you know, because at this point I was really realizing I didn't know what a healthy family was. Mm -hmm. So if I saw a family that was together, you know, like parents still married, I was like, oh, they must be really healthy. Yeah. They must be Perfect. I know. So <laughs> I think I thought he had a really healthy family, but mm -hmm. you know, now when I look back, I was like, you know, his mom was, you know, in the kitchen. That's what she did. Like mm -hmm. these meals that she used to cook were just like everything from scratch. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I. I don't think he was. Uh, you know, sometimes some of the things I saw were maybe you know I would consider rather abusive. So, mm -hmm. but uh, so I think Lou saw that in his family, even though we yeah. never really talked about it. So yeah, he, he ended up getting violent with me at the end when I, you know, needed to leave that relationship. But I mm. think that's where my, you know, I started, that's where I started to act codependently, mm -hmm. like in that relationship. I was with him for a long time, even though, cause what happened? So I then, um, you know, like I got my own place, like mm -hmm. I was in, he, he was from Madison, New Jersey. And so I got a place not far. He lived with his aunt in his basement, like not far from, they were all, it's very close family. Mm -hmm. Like, and I thought, oh, this is a good, this is how families are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Not seeing how unhealthy it was for him. But so I got my own place in Madison, shared a, a room with three other girls. So that I had a roommate that said to me, you know, you should go to this adult children's alcoholics meeting. And I'm like, what? I, I, may, I never even talked to her about this. I was so offended. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? But I don't have a problem. <laughs> but, oh, gosh, I should tell this, because actually that's not my first meeting. My first meeting ever was Al-Anon, because my dad, when I was a senior in high school, actually ended up going to a treatment center. Mm. He had... Uh, I think it got to the point where he would have lost his job, but mm. um, so this was you got it. This is like U.S. headquarters, Bedminster, New Jersey. Like these were, you know, campuses like mm -hmm. big, and they would have an addiction person like on staff like yeah. full time. So um, I, yeah, when I was in high school, some guy called and talked to me. I, I think I was one of the first person, and I was telling me, you know, my dad's going to have to go, mm. and. I, I understood it. I it didn't freak me out. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. And I think my dad was really surprised how I was just like, you know, yeah, of course, it mm -hmm. makes total sense. But so he he did 
go. So anyways, we had to go to like an, a meeting at this treatment. It was mm. like a hospital. It was, you know, New Jersey was compared to California. Like California is like, everything was kind of, you know, woohoo and pretty mm. and, you know, spiritual. But this mm. was like hospital gowns. Like it yeah. was weird. Like <laughs> sober up or else. I know. I know. But <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I remember visiting him and um, he was like already like asking my stepmom to get him tobacco, chewing tobacco. Mm. Like he was. He was really white knuckling it, but I don't. I think he did that to save his job, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what happened because actually I ended up going back to California for a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I actually kind of he never went to meetings either when he got out. But that he did tell me he brought the big book, mm -hmm. and he said this was a really good book, and I you know so that always stayed with me. I was mm -hmm. glad that he felt that way about it. So. Um, it is a good book. Yeah, it is good a good read, book. Yeah. I know, read, it yeah. is a good book. So um, so I guess that now I'm like getting ready to finish up school mm -hmm. and um, I was living on my own and uh, I, I think that's where, I, and I had actually started therapy too after I moved back to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. There was this psychologist that literally had a shingle like not far down, I'd pass her and I, I called her and um, I would just go and talk to her and tell her things and she was like a real Freudian like I literally mm -hmm. I barely even saw her over there like yeah. um, so she was like you know you you gotta you gotta detach from your father mm. and and I was like okay and I tried and and then he hooked me again to to move back to California so he had already kind of like settled up in um, Northern California and I got there, and I barely stayed a month. I just, but you know, it was weird. Like he, my younger sister came came to live with him. Mm. She was finishing up high school, and I guess that was kind of always the way it was. And um, yeah, my, you know, my sisters were just. It, it was cool. It was weird. So I got in my car. I had a Volkswagen Golf and drove back to New Jersey <laughs> to, <laughs> to be with Lou, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom kind of helped me. Like, my mom, you know, where I really needed, like, a mother, someone to kind of, mm -hmm. like, help me figure out what to do with myself. She was like, you know, I, I just sort of always knew, like, in my family, you, the best thing you could do is get a man. Like, mm -hmm. that's just what you, yeah, I, I just, that's... That's what you saw. That's right, I know. And yeah. I, so... I mean, and I, I did miss Lou, and anyway, so I moved back, and he found me a place to rent uh, a room with the other girls, and I had had an on-campus interview for this company called Maersk. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Danish shipping company. They were moving from the World Trade Center to this campus that they had in Madison, New Jersey, so I, tried, I got a job, like my first career job, and was on my own. And that was good, you know, but lonely because it was mm -hmm. with an unavailable man who, yeah, I don't know. But I started to do good and then um, was doing well where he wasn't. And um, then, so I was drinking at these parties and this is where I met my first alcoholic boyfriend. <laughs> that. I like how she looks at me and goes, alcohol. 
well. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Yes, I was an alcoholic boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She's just like eye contact. <laughs> right, right. But anyways, so I guess fucking algies. Yeah, no, he was. Um, he yeah, he had a. Mm. He was adopted from Germany. Mm. Uh, World War Two kind Jeez. of baby. Yeah. So anyways, he had. So he talk had about some trauma with him. He yeah. did. Yeah, I know that today. But uh, so um, that didn't last for very long. And uh, I, we worked for the same company, mm. so it got difficult. So I kind of, I left and went to another company and that didn't work. And anyways, he had a, a home that he had in California. So that was kind of how that was. But so he was encouraging me to move back to California. Mm. So I did. I moved back to California, went with, to my grandma's again, which lasted not for very long. And that's and a good sign, though, that yeah. you're not willing to stay longer than you need I to. I know. Thank you. I yeah. guess I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I, yeah, she was just, you know, there was, I, I just didn't get any breaks from anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if I was, mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, so I got in my car, or no, I didn't get, I didn't even have my car. I had flown out to California, and Bill actually ended up driving my, was that, my Saturn across the country for me to meet me so anyways he had um, a house that he shared with his aunt that's weird that's another story but um, <laughs> I think I'd like to hear you know, about well, the aunt actually yeah, I, know, <laughs> but, I mean my belief is every alcoholic needs an enabler mm -hmm. and that was to continue for sure I know that yeah. was his so mm. um, I was like telling him you know, it's not working out with my grandma so he's like oh I know there's this hotel not far from my house so I drove in the car that I'd rented um, to Carson, California, mm. to it was Ramada, Ramada Inn, and I uh, ended up there, and by this time, I was, like, blowing money, like, left and right, like, I was living mm. in a hotel, like, pretending I'm not homeless, somehow, mm -hmm. I don't, you know what I mean, like, mm -hmm, I do. you know, traveling with my rack of clothes, like, I just always had so many, you know, like, if you had a bed for the night, you were rich. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so that's that's where I was. So they they kind of you know took me in like sis was you know mm. they were helping me and so I I was able to get a job. I I found work. I worked for Hapak Lloyd sh shipping company again and did that. And I think I always really hoped that Bill and I would have we were getting back together, but we weren't. And um, he was you know, like severely alcoholic and so anyways, this is where I met my husband. <laughs> we met in a hotel bar and um it's a good he, spot. <laughs> he was from Canada and uh there was all these guys from Canada in this hotel. They were working <laughs> in oil refinery shutdown and here I was this girl living in this hotel, like trying to pretend like I wasn't homeless, I guess. <laughs> um that's how I <laughs> that's how I met Owen mm -hmm. and we uh, you know I mean we just hit it off really quick and I now know because you know what, what ha really what was going on with Bill is he didn't want to quit drinking for me that's actually because then I did I went to one other Al-Anon meeting in New Jersey before I left and 
I, uh, I was really affected. Like, I think mm. also, you know, the codependency stuff was showing up, the mm -hmm. depression. Like, I'd already, I had already had an, uh, my first hospitalization when, like, things weren't going well with Bill yeah. and I. So, um, I think they were trying Prozac. Like, medication never worked for me. Like, mm -hmm. it, I, it was codependency, really, or the trauma stuff. Mm -hmm. Was it really mental illness? I, I mean, at that time. It can sure cause symptoms like mental yeah, illness, though. Yeah, I Untreated just, stuff. Yeah. I would just have, like, the first time I ended up in the hospital, I was just, like, I was crying and crying mm. and crying. I couldn't stop crying. But, um, yeah, I got got through that. And then, okay, so I met Owen and got on my feet. I had found a place. I knew this guy because I worked for that big company, and there was people out there that I had known mm. that were living in L.A., and... Um, found a roommate who had a really nice uh, place on the beach and um, lived. So I was, yeah, I was just getting back on my feet. I was starting mm -hmm. to feel really good. And I had money problems, though, like I was in debt, and that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And that frightened me. But, um, and then, so, you know, I met Owen. He was a nice, cute guy. And I didn't think anything would have come of it. And then there was an earthquake. And, uh, he was the first person who called me, mm -hmm. and it was a frightening one. Like we, it was like where were you living? Which I was, I was living um, on the ocean. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the town right now. Uh, what was? It? Was it in L.A.? It was in L.A. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm so, sorry. I think I'm kind of having like out of body experience. No, it was north of there. North of oh uh, Redondo. Redondo Beach. Redondo okay. Beach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. That's a cool area, actually. It was fun. Mind you, all the beach communities are pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was yeah. into it. Yeah. I know. I now know. Like, I need the, the salt water. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I love the ocean. I, yeah. I still do today. But. Yeah, so that was good. But, My favorite, so, yeah. But when Owen called me, I think I was in trauma, right? Mm. And I I just thought, oh, my God, this is this is love. This is it. This must. And he got on a plane and he was down there, you know, before we were even all kind of recovering. Yeah. There were still aftershocks when he came. And so I think that's how I attached to him. That's mm -hmm. how I, I look back. And, but anyways, he invited me to his, uh, for Christmas to Canada. Yeah. And we went to Edmonton. That's the first place I went. And that was, uh, I thought it was love. He, mm -hmm. Like he had, a very nice family you know and I didn't see the drinking and and he wanted to quit drinking mm -hmm. so I think he did a day treatment here in Calgary and had uh, some success and I thought mm -hmm. okay this must be be love and we were like getting married <laughs> to Vancouver mm -hmm. in like less than a year and so we moved to Vancouver and then um got married, got married there, and he was doing well, but uh, I don't think he ever was able to not drink, like mm. he was still hiding it and yeah. stuff, so, um, but I just put on my blinders, mm. and I did start to go to like AA meetings then, and thought that, you know, that I could do something about it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, oh gosh, I don't know what happened there. We we starved, mm -hmm. and we lived in Vancouver. 
Because it's so expensive. Yeah, 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 it wasn't good. And I couldn't work at first. And anyways, his parents helped us a little bit mm. at that time. And they actually got an immigration lawyer. So I did get my uh, landed immigrancy. Yeah. And then I got a job at Hyundai. So I was working in the shipping business still. And then Owen wanted to go to school. And I was like, oh gosh, we finally are on our feet. Mm -hmm. um, but he wanted to do drafting. He, mm -hmm. he did AutoCAD. And, and he'd already, like he worked oil refinery shutdowns, like yeah. through all that stuff. And so um, put him through school. And then when he was done with school, he wanted to move back to Calgary because things were starting to happen here. Mm. And so he came back here, stayed with his parents and found a job. And then I came back here and, um, and then his parents had a house that they had built that they, was their first house mm -hmm. in Haysboro that uh, they had always rented. And his father just were kind of retired and they wanted to get in there and um, fix the place up. And so they were going to get rid of the renters and we could stay in this house and rent from them. So that's what... Mm -hmm. So we came to Calgary and this, it was a mess. Oh my gosh, the house was a disaster area. But it was better than paying all the rent that, mm -hmm. you know, like we got, we had a, you know. Renters can destroy a house. Oh, much. yeah, yeah. So anyway, started that, Owen started working and I was able, and so there wasn't work in ocean freight, really. So I didn't work for like a year and um, did that. And then I... Uh, went to school for uh, administration mm -hmm. officer and downtown and that that was good and we, I think we were kind of doing okay like Owen and I were married almost seven years before we had mm -hmm. David um, but uh, I got a job downtown I worked for uh, um, a company like uh, financial services mm -hmm. And I really loved that job. Like, I was really happy. So it was a good time. So here I'm almost, th I'm 35, and I'm like, you know, I have to have a baby. I always thought I had to have a baby mm -hmm. by the time I was 35. I always wanted to have children. So it was difficult, but we finally did conceive. Like, Owen had to go through tests, and um, he didn't, he wasn't in good shape. And I now know it was, had a lot to do with all the alcohol abuse yeah. and the smoking, like, but um, I took this drug, Clomid, they called it, and um, was able to, to conceive. Mm. And after we'd been to a party, and that was the last time I smoked pot, <laughs> was the night that I conceived my son. So that's good. <laughs> See, pot does miracles, man. I know, I really do think Your it son's was. a miracle pot baby. <laughs> he is, he really is. I love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I got pregnant. I had a difficult pregnancy. Mm. I worked up until, you know, practically I had him, had David. But um, already Owen was, it was too much for him. Mm. I, uh, I think it was. So then um, I had David and it was an emergency C-section. Mm. It wasn't. Uh, good and he was you know and I yeah he he came I I don't know like he, I guess his heart rate was dropping and mm. 
but uh, so he had a difficult, we were in the hospital for a week and it was, it was tough. We, mm -hmm. we struggled with everything like the uh, nursing and, but we got through it. I don't know. He taught me a lot of perseverance. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, yeah. So we just got home and um, I never intended to be a stay at home mom or anything, but I was actually one of the first moms that got the year off. Like mm -hmm. it, they just started that. Um, like at six months, I was ready to go back to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <But> then <laughs> after the next six months, it was like, oh, because David had already started to have uh, developmental delays, mm -hmm. and, um, and he, ne he never babbled. And um, and then you know, and Owen worked well in gas, so he was you know he worked twelve hour days, mm -hmm. and yeah, so, I, so I was, yeah, I wasn't wasn't happy about that, but mm -hmm. anyway, I, I did. I carried a lot of bitterness about that, but. So we got into the stay-at-home mom thing. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized I was going to do that, we had to do something with our house because it was like, you know, it had never been renovated and I didn't have a dishwasher. That was my big beef. And anyways, so we were going to do the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was renovating. So that kind of became my job. I liked it. I actually think it became an addiction because I got... I was just always doing something mm -hmm. to the house. And um, yeah, so I did eventually let that house go. So that was good. But yeah, so we kind of got into the, David had to go to a, a special education uh, for preschool, mm -hmm. kindergarten, uh, first grade. And then, um, then he went to the elementary school in uh, our community and he came home for lunch and so that was kind of fun you know, I was on the playground a lot but at this point I was already starting to drink a lot like mm. as a like with the moms because you know I don't know it was just it was like it's socially acceptable I don't mm. anyways I thought it was but I know I think you're right I think it is <laughs> I, I think it still kind of is to share wine amongst moms I know right? I know yeah. we would we would and yeah. but and I would, you know, I was so, I was really bitter about not going back to work. And mm -hmm. it was a big problem with my husband. And, but he had, I had already, you know, I was always mad at him because he was supposed to quit smoking when David was born. Mm -hmm. And we ended up going to Tom Baker Cancer Clinic. And I would go to the support group meetings. And, and well, anyways, he quit. But, you know, he could just never mm -hmm. keep anything. Like, he... He hid so much from me. Like, he just couldn't wait to go to work because he could have a cigarette, like, on the go. So, um, but he liked that I drank because we would go to, par you know, mm. with parties yeah. with our parents or our kids' friends. And because um, I think I wouldn't notice, you know, if he would have something to drink. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would overindulge. I had some pretty bad hangovers and uh, it wasn't good. But, uh, we joke about that today. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know what happened leading us up to that. I oh, I know what happened. Okay, so we would ski a lot in mm -hmm. the winter, and I had had a, I fell skiing, had a really bad accident, so I tore my ACL, mm -hmm. and so I came home, and then I needed help from you know mm -hmm. my son's father. And uh, he could not come home drunk, mm -hmm. and so I, I got I got really depressed because I the only way I would 
be able to combat, you know, was exercise. Mm -hmm. Like I would just, you know, like even if I drank the night before, all I had to do was get up and get my gym clothes on, get David to school, and then I could, you mm -hmm. know, and I was, I thought I was functioning okay, but so when after I had that accident, the depression just, mm -hmm. I, oh my gosh, I think I cried for like three months. Like it wasn't good. Um, it's hard to get through those injuries. I know. I yeah. don't know how I did it. I'm actually just, yeah. So anyways, I got through it somehow. And I think I was realizing that this, something's going to have to change. Like, so, well, I guess like Owen, so that, I think that's the first time he went to the Dream Center. Mm -hmm. That was actually after that. Because uh, it was a good fit, we all thought, because he mm -hmm. could still work. Because he was still functioning at work, so we thought. Mm -hmm. Probably not, really, but. Because he asked, I'm sure. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. At least I wasn't looking at that part yet. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, he went there. And anyways, he had relapsed mm -hmm. and ended up at his parents' house. And, like, no one even told me that he was, you know, I don't know. I was just, you know, that's where I kind of, I feel like every, you know, his parents were, you know, to, mm -hmm. I mean, to not tell me, I, anyway, so that kind of pissed me off, and then he ended up having a really bad car accident, drinking too, mm -hmm. and uh, lost his license, and, uh, and his parents stepped in, because he, oh, I know what happened with us, I forgot this part. David was in grade one, you know, you had to go through police checks to be able to volunteer at your kid's school. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that Owen had two DUIs in Alberta. I thought he just had one in BC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was just, I was pissed. Like, he did tell me. Oh, anyway, it's just kind of, I mean, I guess now I could give him total compassion. Like, I know, mm -hmm. I understand the shame, but I took it as like it's total assault because uh, at the time it, it was it, yeah Felt like that time. right i know to hear yeah. it from my kid's principal i was like mm -hmm. oh but he did give him a pass because he owens all excuse me he's always gotten you know you know he yeah anyways he's not any he's he's not getting those passes today he's mm -hmm. really worked himself into quite a pickle but um so then uh, my, so I, where I used to work, I was volunteering mm -hmm. downtown for this uh, walk-in closet, and I used to always answer the phone and do like light office stuff. And this, I saw the call display was the old company that I worked for. This lady was going to drop off her, they did like business clothes, don't donate them back. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, great, I'll talk to her. And, I was like, yeah, I used to work there. I would, you know, I still would want to. And um, so was, I was offered my job back where I used to work after 10 years. So that's what actually really saved me. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened with Owen, but he was at his parents' house. And I actually, like, I always felt suicidal, like, my whole life. Mm -hmm. But I never did anything about it. And I... On Christmas Eve, I finally, I was seeing a psychiatrist and she'd given me these sleeping pills and I was like, okay, I'm going to, 
uh, you know, I don't remember being conscious about it, but anyways, mm -hmm. I was in so much pain, I couldn't mm -hmm. take it anymore, and I took all these sleeping pills, and I really don't remember what happened, because mm -hmm. I was definitely out of it. Ended up in the foothills, um, total mess, but my son was there, and um, I, I don't, I think he went to sleep at the neighbor's house that night, but that's when um, David was reprimanded from me, and it was so heartbreaking. Like I totally, I didn't understand it, how that happened. It, um, yeah, it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the psychiatrist telling Owen and I, because Owen was still functioning. Like this is where the codependency. Like I looked way worse than him. It's because he's so sorry you're to doing admit all, that. You're taking all the shit so you can function, right? But that's kind of what Thank the, you for understanding. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's what the enabler does, right? The enabler takes the brunt of the shit so that the person who's using or drinking or whatever can yeah. continue. Yeah. So he got to look like the golden yeah. boy, and yeah. I, everyone thought I was, I was. Anyways, I, I mean, I now understand how that happens because you do need to break down that, mm -hmm. that cycle. Because I. Mm -hmm. I probably would have still been keeping it up today. Honestly, yeah. to tell you the truth, I probably would be doing it mm -hmm. today. So, so that broke it, it down. And uh, I, I just remember this uh, psychiatrist saying, "Whatever you do, don't call the police." <laughs> oh, anyway, so Owen was, Owen was still kind of using his name, but he was still on his high horse. Like mm -hmm. this is, you know, he, because I think he was, you know, I was so naive. Like I didn't realize. Because it was all about the money to him at this point in his life, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was doing really well. And, you know, real estate kept going up. So the house was starting to be worth a lot of money. And um, he didn't, he didn't want to. Like, he had, that was when, like, he had already started talking to a, a lawyer, like, with his family's help. Like, he, you know, they, this was about protecting their assets at this point. Yeah, not course. nothing about me, yeah. not about not about David, not about mm -hmm. our pain or anything like that. This is like we we gotta protect the assets. So it got to that and so I'm I know anyway, so we it was this was almost the goal so he was still in the house and anyway, so he called I was just I just had it. I was not so I had like a flip out mm -hmm. and he phoned the police and I was like I had a really nice cough. Like she was talking to me about Jesus. <laughs> like I swear to God, mm -hmm. when I was in the back, I was like, and I was like, I couldn't believe that they were they were taking me to jail. I was like, I can't believe it was this mm -hmm. bad. But I just think it's that whole you just gotta break it up. Like mm -hmm. our, you know, they would have been back next week. Like mm -hmm. there was just nothing, nothing was changing. So yeah. uh, I think that ended up being New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. So I. I wasn't there long, but I was yeah. in jail. I, I can't believe that. But um, so they let me out, and I went to a hotel. Like, and my girl—I called my girlfriend. She's like, "Just get under those nice sheets." And mm. so I had to uh, take uh, like a cab to my house to get my stuff, figure out what to do. And I still—I still couldn't handle that. Mm. Like, I still couldn't believe that. Uh, I had to leave my house. That mm -hmm. freaked me out, but I did, 
and I had a friend who she, we weren't really totally close, but she's my hairdresser, and um, I like I emailed a lot of people. I like I needed a place, and she was the only one to go back to me. But anyways, so she took me in, and yeah, she was good. She visited me in the psych ward, and because I ended up going back again after they after I went back to my house to try to get my stuff, I still couldn't deal with reality. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, because I was handed paperwork that David was reprimanded, and mm -hmm. I still couldn't, I, I can't, that had definitely had to have been the lowest point of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember like a total pain, but, mm -hmm. um, so this time I was at the Rocky View. Like, yeah, I still couldn't believe it. I had to go to the hospital again, but, mm -hmm. um, so I had to get a lawyer. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Owen had packed. He packed his, um, my car with all my stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had a suit. <laughs> I like my friends, people thought I was going to freak when I saw mm -hmm. that. But I was already like accepting it. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah. All right, Yay. cool. I got yeah. some clothes. Yay. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. and, and uh, so I had to hire two lawyers that week. Mm-hmm. Um, one for the assault charges and, and another one to get David back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was lucky. Like I had a, and I went down to the courthouse twice that week from the hospital. Anyways, I got out and I went to my friend's house and it ended up being like this great time of my life. Actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was so grateful for my job because I, you know, they kind of knew me. You know, because I worked there before, and they, you know, I just lost a couple days of pay, and they, I think they pretty much, you know, well, we really just can't let her go now. Mm. I mean, I don't think they know knew what happened. Like, yeah. I never, I could never be really honest about losing my son. He went to uh, foster care for mm. four, four full months. Um, but, uh, I can appreciate you not wanting to talk about it. Yeah, like I didn't talk one. about it at work, but yeah. work became such a salvation to go. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, yeah, I was, it was, I was bitter towards my neighbors because, mm -hmm. like, I have the reports, like they all, you know, the social workers all knocked on their doors and stuff. But one of my neighbors was was one of my best friends at the time. She was a social worker, mm -hmm. and I just always felt like she could have taken David in mm -hmm. like I mean but that's an awful lot to ask but because um, he he does have special needs mm -hmm. so I think he yeah I mean he's not going to present well but anyway so I was pretty upset about that but and she was kind of still involved too like she'd visit David at mm -hmm. the house you know she, I just put a stop to that I actually mm -hmm. with social services, I just went, we're just going to go right to court because mm -hmm. I didn't trust them because yeah. of that thing with Linda. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I had no, no clue, but, um, and that's what they hope though. <sighs> that's what the other side hopes, right? That the, the person whose child has been apprehended doesn't know what they can do. That's kind of the hope of the whole thing, because once you get into the court process, it seems to, Especially if you get a lawyer. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that yeah. judge definitely reprimanded that the first time we went to court. I, I bet he did. Or she, he or she. Right. Did. 
because yeah. I, you know, I cleaned up pretty good. I was mm -hmm. doing everything they told me to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, like we did the supervised visits, like David would come to my friend's mm -hmm. house and see me. And um, I went to Sheriff King. I, I had to go, it used to be downtown, that ADAC, mm -hmm. like I was going yeah, there. Yeah, the old ADAC, yeah. I could go to two meetings, al meetings, because I was downtown during mm -hmm. my lunch. Like, I uh, I could just, doing work, like that I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just went in full speed, and um, I had like three social workers attached to our, mm -hmm. it was, you know. Anyway. Excessive, you think? Yeah, it was. <laughs> But, like, okay, so my son's father was in the house, mm -hmm. and so we I had to find a therapist. Like, that was one of the things I had to do, too. Mm -hmm. So I found this counselor that we could go to these, like, two-and-a-half-hour sessions at a time. So it was good. So it was looking like mm -hmm. we were getting all this counseling. But um, pretty much social services said we'll return David to either um, each of you alone you know, but not together for mm -hmm. like a year. And yeah. that was just like, you know, anybody in this whole situation was like, you know, mm -hmm. he had to, to be home. So that's what gave me the end to get into the house. Mm -hmm. And I just begged Owen throughout all this like, and, and he didn't like it. And, but he, yeah, mm -hmm. he had to, so I got into the house. And then, like a couple weeks later, uh, David was returned to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I mean, we just kind of just didn't look back. But yeah. I now know that I like grieved that for like ten mm. years, and it was because there's no, you don't, you know, there's no funeral. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. it's like a death, and um, yeah, like a death, and then all of a sudden someone says, "Oh, by the way, not dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that was, so that was kind of my big trauma, but I do understand the breakup of the family when mm. there's all this addiction, but... Um, it's tricky business, right? Yeah. When, when's yeah. the right time? You know what I mean? Like, when is it too dangerous for I that know. child? Yeah, see, I didn't, like, I know I would have told myself I was still fine and mm -hmm. I could have done it. I yeah. know, it. so I really did need to kind of... And you wouldn't have been alone Smack. in that. Yeah, you wouldn't have been alone in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I but I don't, I don't tell myself that today. Mm. I'm like, you know, I, I think it was, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, mean, I just understand why it, why it mm. happened. I don't, it wasn't it, hard. I was yeah. pretty bitter for a long time, but. Um, but do you look at it now kind of like it was a catalyst for change? Like yeah, a serious oh, for catalyst? Sure. Yeah. Yes, because it was for me. Mm -hmm. So, but what I do see, I mean, the only thing I could speak to about that that I would, you know, want anybody to hear that when it has been in that position mm -hmm. is that because South for my son's father, his addiction got worse. Mm -hmm. He, that, he was, you know, he was so ashamed that mm -hmm. that happened to him. So he, because he had got, eventually gotten, well, actually, first he went to treatment. Actually, that was like the $60,000 cure was supposed mm. to be going to the meadows in Arizona. Mm, the meadows. I thought you were going to say cedars <laughs> on Vancouver Island. No. In Victoria. No, this was the meadows. <laughs> this was that, also, that counselor that mm. helped me get back into the house thought was 
help him. And, you know, so he, because he was drinking through all this, mm-hmm. where I was like stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really realize what was going on. So yeah. um, he called me from the meadows and I was already moved on. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't really even understand, like, because he thought he was finally doing what he was supposed to be doing. And yeah. like, and so I never went to family week or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I was already You're gone. not going to. Yeah. So he didn't came back and he, he, he had relapsed quite quickly, but, um, his, yeah, I, I think, I don't, I don't know. I guess the hope is that if your child's taken away, that the parent is going to do something about their addiction. But I honestly, in my case, what I've yeah. seen, I think they just get worse. Some do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I some know. are like you, right? Oh, well, Good. it's true though. For for as many that are like Go to all the, the classes, other side, stay sober. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots. Of, well, there's lots of people that do it right. exactly like that. Aww. They take that catalyst that you were given, and mm-hmm. and I mean, it's hard to look at that like a gift, right? Of course, especially when you're in the middle of it. But it's just recently, I swear to God. Yeah, it's no, like I could sense it though. Like <laughs> I could sense a, sh- a shift, right? Where that that's that's obviously has come for you. Yeah. Where you stop looking at it like. Okay, it, it was a shitty thing, obviously, and and of course it's traumatic, hundred percent. Yeah. But it also may have saved your life. Yeah. And may have saved David's life. Thank you. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I do. I mean, it wasn't that bad for him, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't like it, you know. Like yeah. It just it wasn't that bad for him. Like I mean, I know that's a hard one to swallow, I, but. <laughs> well, no, but you you know the difference between bad and not so bad. Right, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you you've not only lived through bad, mm-hmm. right? You've also lived through not so bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And if he was safe, that is the main thing. Yeah, I think he was. I mm-hmm. mean, they got him to school, and I mean, I do think that's where he found food mm-hmm. as a coping. Yeah. And um, he also had like ability to do whatever tech he wanted to with technology. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he found porn. Mm-hmm. So I've had to deal with that, but I, I mean, not that he wouldn't have found those things I, I any thinking, other like, way. I understand what I mean, you're I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying that, but. Yeah, but it just so happened it might have been at that time mm-hmm. when he found it. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, so then he started to go through his own stuff, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so I've had a, had a lot of uh, addiction mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, trauma from it. Um, how, how is your relationship with David today? Like, how has the last yeah. few years been just rebuilding that? Right. You know, it, we're at a good place. We actually yeah. just had a, a really good time together. We enjoyed each other mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, he's uh, really struggling, I think, with uh, the pandemic and what to do with, you know. I like, can't even imagine. I know. It's such a, really, the things that he's been through. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of, like, 9-11. Was, he was baby, mm-hmm. you know, so... And then, you know, like the economic downturn where mm-hmm. his father lost his job. And then the pandemic, you know, like that's mm-hmm. a lot for a 19-year-old brain to, to deal with. It's a lot for our brain to <laughs> deal know, with. I know, it's been yeah. hard on me too. So, I walk out of the house some days and I just start <laughs> screaming at the trees. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, and then someone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't fucking know, but I don't like those trees right now. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh, but, but no, he, we're, we're enjoying each other. Like, that's awesome. I know it is. It's good. Like I'm, I'm going to always have to be, you know, kind mm-hmm. of 
kind of helping him along. But, um, but you've been doing lots of work to learn how to help him properly, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I've, oh, my gosh, I've been through so much learning with just mm -hmm. his needs alone. I bet. Uh, I'm grateful for Canada mm -hmm. that uh, they, you know, have a lot of resources that way. Yeah. So we do that, but I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you guys about me. That was, that was great. <laughs> like, I mean, oh honestly, God. we, I, the one, one of the things I wanted to ask you about Mr. was California. Oh. What's your favorite part of California? Because I grew up there too. Yeah, I know yeah. that. And Sacramento, that. we spent we spent two two years I think in Sacramento, two right. or two and a half. Yeah. Right. What's my favorite? Gosh, that's. And you live in different places too. I right? have. I. What would be my favorite? I mean, well, I guess anywhere on the ocean. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask anywhere. you if you've ever been to Santa Cruz. Oh yeah. I would imagine you would if you that's lived here. That's where near... my roommate was from. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, love I spent Santa a lot Cruz. of. I know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Santa Cruz is pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, it's cool there. Like it mm -hmm. gets the clouds and yeah, it's it's beautiful. Mm. And they filmed Lost Boys there too. Okay. Remember that? Do you remember that I old do, movie? I remember the movie. With I Keeper Sutherland and. I didn't know it was filmed yeah, there though. Yeah, it was filmed in Santa Cruz. Oh, isn't that cool? That's what like I honestly I'd heard about Santa Cruz because we were in L.A. Yeah. And we were in Sacramento and then we were in L.A. Yeah. And Sacramento, you didn't hear about anything. <laughs> No, Sacramento is not my favorite. Yeah, you're not you're not by the ocean, right? Like you're inland. It's so hot. Though. So it's super fucking hot. Yeah, like Bakersfield and shit like that, right? Like you could stand out of your car like in the summer and just melt. Like, oh, I know. Yeah, I know. No. Um, mind you, that's part of why I love California too. But yeah, yeah. Better by the ocean. Yeah, no, I, I love. I think that's where like I have my God moments with mm -hmm. the ocean. I just yeah, you know too. was able to tap into that, mm. but. Um, Oh, I have a pretty good life today. I yeah. sold my house, did, did really you? well. I right sold on. it like it's like almost three years now. Nice. I know. I, I did it before David got out of school, and uh, I have a townhouse, and it's like multi levels, and I'm running up and down the stairs all the time, so my mm -hmm. knee never bothers me. Like it, it's yeah. been really good for that. And I'm. This is the first time I'm not living with an addict. I mm -hmm. live by myself, and and that's been. Yeah. Talk about a progression to like a new yeah. life, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to say. It's hard. Like mm -hmm. it's easier for me to get up and take care of somebody, mm -hmm. by far. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who's not you. <laughs> I know, I know, but, but you know, I'm starting to slowly mm -hmm. get a handle on it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is really nice. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm. I'm learning about like self-soothing mm. and, and just taking care of myself like where I yeah. I didn't know that so of course like all my depression get, mm. does really well and yeah I you know I just have a lot less problems there and I love my job I love what I do for work mm -hmm. and um, yeah I just work look at myself so yeah, yeah I, I don't know I've had a you know my family's still crazy but mm. <laughs> Lots of families are still crazy. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I just. And we're all crazy in our own ways. Yeah, anyway, I'm so. just looking at my craziness. Yeah, more. I'm not trying to fix anybody else. That's right. right. <laughs> we don't even need to worry about other people's, right? I'm chock full of crazy. Yeah, when I someone's like, "Hey, don't be taking my inventory," I'm like, "Whoa, I don't have that kind of time." Fuck. Definitely have enough. <laughs> I got my own bullshit to right. deal with. But no, I, know I work on. I know my codependency mm -hmm. stuff. That doesn't go away. 
But I've I mean, I'm really embracing it these days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I've never seen you not embrace it, to be honest, Aww, since I've known you. you. Like, you, you jump at courses mm -hmm. and stuff that you can go to. Yeah. Did you ever check out the Adult Children of Alcoholics? Yes, okay, I do. Good. I was doing that, uh, like, that was Sunday. It's not far from my house. Mm -hmm. um, they're meeting in person right now. So Are I they back? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been. But that, that's been a tough Because where do they meet? They meet at uh, Parkdale, right? They're at St. Mark's now. Oh, okay. They actually, so, yeah. okay, they were they at? They they used to have no, a Thursday not. meeting there. Okay. Um, but no, that that program is definitely deep yeah. in my heart. Like, yeah. yeah. Mine too. One of my one of my friends, yeah. he he started going when he first got sober uh, about five or five or six years ago now, mm -hmm. and uh, he swears by it. Yeah, yeah. it kind of puts them all together. It's yeah. not just the drugs or alcohol, it's Everything the that dysfunction, it. yeah. the abuse, mm. yeah, like to have a place to be able to talk about that yeah. is, you know, it's nice because there's not a lot of places you can talk about that, so, mm. um, and I think it affects us Big time. just as much as anything else. Well, yeah. as you're talking about your, your father and then your grandfather, mm -hmm. both like through war and survived, mm -hmm. like, um, mm -hmm. but we, we're only now learning what people in World War II went through okay. in terms of when they got home, right? Oh, because what we're used to seeing is the fucking parade when they came home, but nobody <laughs> talked about what happened at the homes of mm -hmm. those soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think Vietnam really shed light on that, you know? I thought there'd never be war after Vietnam. I, I was the same, <laughs> I was of the same mindset, right? Like when I, when I think about it, I'm like, how fucking absurd is this? <laughs> Right? They lost, the Americans lost 60,000 people in that war almost. Uh, Wasn't it? Like almost 60,000? It was It was fucking crazy amount. Yeah. Right? Um, unbelievable. And there wasn't a parade. Like, there was, yeah. there was huge shame. Like, yeah. There was, ugh. Because everybody in that country and around the world knew they shouldn't have been there. No. You know? Mm -mm. Doing what they did. Mm -mm. Whatever your dad was involved in beforehand. So, yeah. I, I like yeah. the history. So, mm -hmm. I, I, watched lots of documentaries on it and stuff just about cool. like what led up to it right and it was it was interesting because i think there were some really good people that were trying to let the vietnamese people figure it out for themselves right mm -hmm. like and we're very much with we'll just train them and then we're going to leave mm -hmm. but of course politics dictates way more than that right and so guys like your dad were some of them were just left out there to die yeah you totally like, like the you know, they were living in some kind of place, so they would have Vietnamese women come in and, like, you know, fold their underwear or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess they, you know, told, was it the Viet Cong? Or, you know, exactly mm -hmm. where all their weapons, like, so they were just, you know, yeah. they, they just knew everything. That was, and they never they had, had a chance, right? They didn't have a chance. Yeah. yeah no, that's and the American government knew that, and Ugh. they would have left them there anyway. Ugh. And that's what I was getting at when yeah. I said they, mm -hmm. like, murdered our, our mm -hmm. boys over there, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's who did it, the government, mm -hmm. the American government, no one else. Mm -hmm. and, and that is, I think, where I thought that would oh. be the last war, yeah. the war to end all wars, I right? Felt like, I, yeah. I felt that. I felt that. Especially Ugh. because it came out to be such bullshit Ugh. afterwards, right? Mm -mm. Like, I think, I can't remember one documentary I watched mm -hmm. on this. There was some connection to Ho Chi Minh with the CIA, mm -hmm. and Ho Chi Minh ended up being the enemy. Mm -hmm. So at some point, the CIA was probably giving Ho Chi Minh guns to fight the 
No, Ho Chi Minh was a communist, mm -hmm. and then there was the anti-communists, and that was what the Americans were all about. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with watching too many documentaries. Those <laughs> all the information blends together. <laughs> but when you said your dad was in the Air Force, that's yes, a, he was. Yeah, they were a big part of the uh, the initial um, advisories. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. um, and everybody who I ever met who came back from there had had difficulty, mm -hmm. right? And and my dad used to do a lot of counseling with guys who mm -hmm. returned from Vietnam. And uh, later on in life, he would talk about it a little bit, not specific people, but just some of the, oh, I can just about like how injured they were, not about the specifics of who, but how injured they were. I, mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, like the foster care, like I wasn't, I couldn't mm -hmm. grieve that. Like it's almost when they came back from Vietnam, they, they couldn't talk about it at all. Like, yeah. you know, World War II, there was a little bit more. Well, because everybody was like, rah, 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 yeah, right? Like, yeah, but, you know, like my dad could not hear a helicopter. It's probably the same today. Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah, it's not, I bet. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. Well, I, I want to thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. You're taking welcome. the time to come in. I know, that was good. Thank you, you guys. It was okay? Yeah. yeah I, good. 